Amen. Please remain standing and take, take your Bible together with me. Turn to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Verses 13 and 14. This is the word of God. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord. And I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, as we now together consider this important portion of the book of Isaiah, concerning the Sabbath, concerning the Lord's Day. Lord, we ask you to help us by your Spirit to consider this subject matter, which is very important for our soul in a positive way. Give us humble hearts now to humble ourselves under your mighty hand but also under your instruction as our Creator, our Redeemer, and the one who rules over our life. Lord, help us to learn from you, our Heavenly Father, as faithful students of your Word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Why do you give somebody unexpected gift maybe you give them a card or make a phone call that they were not expecting why do you do that why do you give a special gift to your friends you do that because you want to bless them yes well if you ask anyone who gives uh, a special love gift to his friends, the answer, uh, why that person gives that gift to his friend, I'm sure they will tell you. I just want to make them happy. I just, to, I just want to uh, bless them. You want to bring joy and delight into their life by giving them a special love gift. That's why you see the Lord in His Word says, I am giving you one day in seven days as a gift. Not to burden you, but to bless you. Not to make life hard for you. Or uh, not to deprive you from joy, from celebration, from uh, happiness or gladness, but to bless you, to make you happy. At creation, the Lord worked 
for six days, on, and on the seventh day, he rested, and he blessed that day. He blessed that day so that his people would enter into rest. For this purpose, for holy rest and holy practice. That was God's purpose when he rested on the seventh day and blessed it that day for the benefit of his people, for the joy of his people, for the delight of his people. You see, I purposely chose those words taken from the scripture. Delight, joy, gladness, starting from his uh, promise and his... uh, covenant with the people of Israel. Do you know the Sabbath was for, for God and the people of Israel, the Sabbath was a sign of their relationship, a sign of God's commitment and love to them, but also his people's love and commitment to him. So God told them this will be a sign forever, a sign between me and you, um, uh, as, as your God and you as my people. This would be a sign between the two of us. You remember in Mark 2, 27, Jesus said, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord over the Sabbath. Who is Lord over the Sabbath? Who is Lord over the Lord's day? It's not us. It is not man. It is not the church. It is God himself. God is the owner and the giver of the Sabbath to his people for their spiritual benefit. When God, you see, wanted to bless his people to bring delight and joy and uh, spiritual blessing into the life of his people. One of the things that he has done for his people was he gave us the Sabbath. He gave us the Lord's day so that we all would come to him for his blessing, for his guidance, for his instruction, for delight. These words of you know, the Savior remind us that the Sabbath day was meant to be a blessing rather than a burden to those who observe it. Listen to Isaiah in verse 13 in our text. Call the Sabbath a delight, not a burden. A day that deprives you from happiness, joy, and delight. But call the Sabbath what? A delight. Let me ask you tonight, how many of you Every Sunday, call this day a delight. And how many of you, maybe quietly, call it a burden? When you, when you wake up in the morning, how many of you say, praise the Lord, it is the Lord's day. I will be in the house of God to worship God, to delight in the Lord on His day. The title of my sermon is Delighting in the Lord on his day, not on, his, on your day. Not on the day that you manage it the way you want to manage it. No, it's not your day. It is the Lord's day, but it is for you as a gift from God. This is, this is where we make this mistake all the time. We always think 
This is my day. And I can plan this day the way I want to plan it. No, 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 no. It's not your day, you see. It is the Lord's day. Jesus said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, which means you are not the Lord of the Sabbath. It is not about your preferences. It is not about, you know, how you want to plan it. It is about how God planned this day for your good, for your benefits. My plea to all of you tonight is for you and I to consider this day positively. Don't start arguing. But open your hearts and your minds and learn from your God. Learn from the Word of God. Go home, pray about it. Let's talk about it. But don't start arguing before I finish my sermon. And, and keep this in mind. This is a gift from God. I remember uh, one, one time a businessman who, who saw this young man uh, being interested in music. He bought a keyboard, new keyboard, and gave this keyboard to this young man. And he told him, you know, I, I, I see your interest in playing music for the church, and I see our church doesn't have a keyboard, so I have bought this keyboard for you to use it for the work of God's kingdom. And after maybe two weeks, this businessman heard from another person, hey, I saw this young man in, in, in a nightclub. And he was playing music and he was using the keyboard that you bought for him. And the businessman met the young man and he told him, that was not the purpose why, why I gave you that gift. You profaned my gift. You see, there are times that we profane the Sabbath. We misuse God's gift for us by using his gift for another purpose, for our own will, our own pleasure, our own ways. In Isaiah 58, 13, you see Isaiah is saying, call the Sabbath a delight. You see, the Lord who loves us for good gave us this day, the Lord's day, to make us glad, to give us the opportunity to enter into His joy, delight, by having a complete, full rest on His day and through His means of grace. Physical rest and spiritual rest. Come, you see, God is saying, come, come on this day, you know, work for six days, work hard, you know, uh, if you have free time, enjoy uh, recre recreation and, and, you know, enjoy life. But on this day, I want you, my people, to enter into my rest for holy rest and holy practice. That's why you see the commandment says, keep the Sabbath, what? Holy, set it apart. You know, from all other days, set this day apart for holy rest and holy practice. Now, just to refresh your mind with what was going on in Isaiah 58. Isaiah 50, 58 is God's critic, condemnation over his people Israel. For their failure in the religious worship and practice, particularly on their duty to keep the Sabbath holy. They failed God. Big time, they failed Him. 
They were fighting. They were quarreling. They were oppressing the poor. They were not worshiping the Lord. On that day, the way God wanted them to worship Him, they were not resting aright. You see that in chapter 58. But also remember what God told His people, including us, in Exodus 20, 8 to 11. This is where the commandment is. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What does that mean? Set it apart. From the other days, as holy, for holy rest and practice. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Observe it as a holy day. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter. Your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So what did the Israelites do? They... They, they made the day that God made holy unholy. They misused the day that God blessed it for their spiritual benefit. In our culture, this was a long time ago, the father gathers his family around the table. And the first thing that the father does is he takes the bread and he blesses it and broke it, break it, and then give a piece of the bread to every family member, which means the meal is blessed. And then the, the next thing that you see is you know every every family member eating the meal with joy. That's exactly what God has done with the Sabbath. He's like that father, and we are like the family members, his children, and he takes the bread and he blesses it, break it, and give a piece of the bread to each and every one of us the whole day. Not one hour and 15 minutes, one hour and 30 minutes, not a couple of hours, but the whole day belongs to the Lord but for the benefit of his people. Isn't that strange when you and I sometimes say, you know, you can bless me maybe for two hours and then the remaining, you know, leave them to me. Imagine you responding in that way to the Father who wants to bless you the whole day, who wants to use you the whole day, His day over which He rules You don't rule. He rules. When you rule it, you are in the wrong place, my friend. You're not supposed to rule the day. He is the Lord of the Sabbath, not you. The whole day. The question is, how do we observe the Sabbath? How do we keep it holy? 
we, we do that through holy rest and holy practice. We do that by not doing our own pleasure on God's holy day. Listen to Isaiah. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. This is my holy day. And on this day, I don't want you, my child, to do your own pleasure on my holy day. And call the Sabbath a delight. And the holy day of the Lord honorable. Listen to this. If you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly. Think about all those things. The Sabbath, the Sabbath story is about my way. It is about my pleasure. What makes me pleased, not what makes you pleased. It's about me, but it is about your good. Your, your benefit. What is Isaiah saying here? What is the, um, the central issue here? The Sabbath day is not your day under your control. You are not in charge of it or Lord over it. It is God. Therefore, on this day, God is saying, for your own spiritual and physical benefit, you don't do your own business or pleasure or will or preference, but what the Lord wants you to do on this day. Listen to what God says to the people of Israel. Cry aloud, do not hold back. This is God speaking to Isaiah. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgressions, to the house of Jacob their sins. God is saying, Isaiah, I want you to tell the people of Israel what their sins are. Right now, tell them what their sins are in relation to the Sabbath. In relation to holy rest, holy practice, worship. And then God exposes the people. Listen, listen how he exposes them. Yet, they seek me daily. And delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. What is wrong with these things? When you read it, when you hear it, it sounds okay. It sounds right. Where is the problem? The problem is they were pretending. They were pretending. They were acting as if they loved the Lord. They were acting as if they loved the Sabbath. Because, you see, Isaiah used the, the, the term, yet they seek me gladly um, and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did right. As if. But they are not. I'm God, I see their heart, their heart. I see what's going on inside of them. They don't love me, even though they are acting as if they love me. Because, you see, God said, um, um, why have you fasted and uh, you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? 
Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. You Israelites who own slaves in your house, you oppress them. How, 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 how did they oppress them? They made them work on the Sabbath. Now some of you maybe are saying, I don't have servants. I'm not a slave owner. Well, some of you are employ- employers. You have four workers under you. And if you, come, if you become a reason for your workers to work on the Sabbath, you're oppressing them. And you are causing them to break the Sabbath. That's why God is condemning them. That's why God is exposing their sin. Not only that, listen to God here. Is not this fast that I choose to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, and let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with, with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? What is this? Work of mercy. Work of necessity. How many of us on the Lord's Day bring poor people, homeless people to our house and share our bread with them? That's work of necessity. That's work of mercy. It is part of our worship on the Lord's Day. If you, if you pour, your, pour yourself out for, for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. But now you're fighting, you're quarreling, you're oppressing the afflicted, the poor. Where is your worship? Where is, you know, your Love for the Sabbath. Beloved, how do we call this day a delight? You know, Isaiah is saying, call the Sabbath a delight. How do we keep it holy? How do we observe it? What should we do on this day? What should we avoid, abandon on this day in order to delight in the Lord on His day? This is very practical, yes? All of us, we ask this question all the time. Can I do this? Can I do that? The issue here is, here is, here is you know, the help that I want to give you tonight by God's grace. The issue here is, do you really want to do what pleases the Lord or what pleases you? That's the issue. Whatever specific you have in a form of a question, that, try to answer it according to that question. What do you want to do? What delights God? What pleases God? Or what pleases you? Listen to Isaiah. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not go in your own ways. 
How many of us go our own ways on the Lord's day? And when, you, when, we, when we pause and think about what we are doing seriously, it is not the Lord's way. It is our way. And then seeking your own pleasure or talking idly. You know, you, you, you measure all your speeches on the Lord's day among one another and to other people. And, and, and you, you end up saying, what was the purpose of that conversation? Where was God in that conversation? What did I say? You know, you know the word idly means, you know, to talk without purpose, without any purpose. It has nothing to do with the Lord. It has it has nothing to do with the gospel. It has nothing to do with building up one another in the Lord. It is something else. Idly. So how do we keep the Sabbath, the Sabbath holy? First, public worship, private worship, and work of mercy. I'm sure most of you, you know, you know these things. But I want to address them very briefly. Uh, you know, the main purpose of the Lord's Day is public worship. Public worship. Your local church gives you the opportunity as member of, members of the local church to worship the Lord morning and evening. So that in the evening you, would, you, would, you wouldn't wonder, no, what do I do now? Where do I go now? How do I worship the Lord now? Then your local church provides the opportunity to you to come to church and worship the Lord in the evening. But public worship is the main purpose of this day. It is, it is the day on which we gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ and worship our God. It involves the teaching of the apostles, the preaching of the word of God. It involves the breaking of the bread. It involves prayers. It involves the fellowship of the saints. You know, once in a month we go downstairs, we're together. I always wonder how many of us go back to Acts chapter 2 and we say to ourselves, this is Acts 2. We are devoting ourselves to the fellowship. We share our meals. We sit together. What do we talk with one another? We all know. But I want to encourage all of us to measure it according to the word of God. But it was part of the life of the apostolic, church, the apostolic church, and it should be part of the life of our church. You know, the, the saints in Acts 2 devoted themselves to all those things. Public worship is the main purpose of the Lord's day. You know, once in a month when we meet for luncheon, one of the things that we, are, we started doing is, you know, we, we do Q&A on the, on the sermon of the day. 
Why do we do that? To focus on the Lord. To focus on the Word of God. To keep worshiping God on that day. Public worship is the main purpose of the Lord's day. In Psalm 100, listen to, it's, it's, this is the invitation to uh, God's people to gather in His house to, uh, to worship Him. And listen to this, uh, to this invitation. This is, uh, this is uh, public, public worship. The people of God here are called for public worship. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. The first thing you notice here is what? Gladness. Delight in the Lord on His day. The day of the Lord. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is who He made us. And we are His. We are His people. And the sheep of His pasture. This day, you see, enables you to enter into God's pasture to be blessed by him the means of grace the word of god the sacrament enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name for the lord is good you see you you experience his goodness in public worship all of us together his steadfast love Endures forever. You see, every Sunday reminds us that the, uh, the, the steadfast love of our God endures forever. And His faithfulness to all generations. What is this? Public worship. Public worship. In Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, the psalmist said. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. So on this day, we come to this green pasture. What is the benefit? He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. He leads us into the path of righteousness. He prepares a table for us. He anoints us with oil. We have all these divine blessings on this day. Public worship. Then comes private worship. Let me ask you this. You finish worship on Sunday in the morning. You go home. What do you do? Men, husbands, do you gather your family? Maybe after lunch and ask them about the sermon. What did you learn today? You know, I always, <laughs> I always start doing that in the car after church. <laughs> With, with my children. And um, of course they wait for one another, you know, to start. Oh, you start, you start, you start. But, you know, I, I want to tell me the three points. I, wa- I want them to tell me what they learned from the sermon. I want to encourage you men to do that with your children. Do you know what, what happens? You continue worshiping God. You continue focusing on God on that day. There is no interruption. You keep worshiping God. You keep talking about Him. You keep enjoying the ordinary means of grace, even through holy conversation. You don't talk about Biden. 
You don't talk about election. You can do that on Monday. God said, my day for your good. Rest physically and spiritually. I just want you to rest. Listen, God, every Sunday tells us, son, daughter, I want you to rest. Rest. But rest in me. In my word. In my spirit. So private worship is what takes place at home. It involves prayer. It involves the reading of the scripture. It involves prayers. Imagine, man, you praying for your children by name on the Lord's Day. They tell you what's going on in their life and pray for them by name. You're worshiping the Lord. You continue in worship. Psalm 1, 2. But his delight is in the Lord, in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That's what happens on the Lord's day. In, the, in Deuteronomy 6, 7, and, and 9, God told the people of Israel, especially men in Israel, teach the law of God to your children. Teach them to keep my commandments. Like what you know, God says in Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The Sabbath is a very convenient day for you men, leaders of your home, to accomplish that in the life of your children. You know, that's how you call the Sabbath a delight. Then on Monday, you can tell people how you have been delighting in the Lord on His day. On His day. Again, I, w- I want us to consider this positively. I have my own weaknesses on the Lord's day. You have your own weakness on the Lord's day. No one is perfect. No one is condemning anyone. Uh, you know, I, I'm just instructing us as your, as your pastor to consider these things positively. To examine our own ways, our own will. You see, Isaiah said, you know, on this day, you don't do your own pleasure. Your own will, your own ways. But what is pleasing to the Lord? And then work of mercy, work of necessity. You know, in Isaiah 58, 3. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast you seek your own pleasure and you oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with the wicked fist. This is who you are, God said to the people of Israel. I'm not seeing what I wanted to see in your life. You're not using my day according to my ways. But you are doing things according to your pleasure. You know, Jesus and the Pharisees, 
You know, when we think about the work of mercy, this woman was suffering from disability. In the synagogue, Jesus saw her and he healed her. Yes? The ruler, one of the Pharisees, got angry because it was the Lord's day. And he said, you people, if you want to be healed, come on another day, not on Sunday, not on the Lord's day. And Jesus called them hypocrites. You know, even with your, with your own ox, you save them from danger on the Lord's day. But this woman is a child of Abraham. And you don't want me to help this woman. You don't want me to exercise mercy, to show compassion to this woman on the Lord's day. Again, this is very practical. Let me ask you this. All of you, how many of you visit orphans on the Lord's day? How many of you visit widows on the Lord's day? How many of you feed the hungry on the Lord's day? It is part of your worship. It is part of the Sabbath work of mercy, work of necessity. Now there is one issue that I want us to touch. I don't think we would cover everything related to the issue. The issue of recreation. You know, Christians always ask, can I watch a movie on the Lord's Day? Can I cut off my grass on the Lord's Day? And I always want to point people to what Isaiah says here. Isaiah said, seeking your own pleasure or doing your pleasure on my holy day. And my question to all of us as a challenge is, if you cut off your grass on the Lord's day, if you watch a movie, even a clean movie on the Lord's day, then are you doing your own pleasure or you are doing what pleases the Lord on that day? That's the question. What would God want you to do? God wants you to call the Sabbath a delight. And how do you do that? Holy rest, holy practice. You worship the Lord in public worship. You worship the Lord in private worship, family worship. And you do work of mercy and necessity. Because you have got six days for the other things. So the issue is, you see, do you really want to do what pleases you or what pleases the Lord? If you pick a movie and watch on the Lord's Day, is God pleased with that? And that, that matter for you? Am I pleasing my God or am I pleasing myself? Is this my way, my will? You see, your own pleasure Notice the word, your own pleasure, your own ways. They have no place on the Sabbath. 
It is the Lord's way, the Lord's pleasure. For the good of who? For our good. You see, the Sabbath doesn't deprive us from anything good. Even though sometimes we think that way. If I, if I don't do this on the Lord's day, I'm being deprived. No. God wants to bless you. God wants the day to be about his word. God wants to be the day about one another. About helping the poor. Caring for the poor. I want to encourage all of us to consider, you know, doing these things on the Lord's day. Hebrews 4, 8 and 9, I will finish with that. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. You see, this day still remains for us. And it remains for us for our rest. For holy rest and holy practice. And if you struggle with, you know, those specifics that I was trying to mention, you know, just answer one question. Does this please God or me? If it pleases God, do it. And if you are convinced that it doesn't please God, don't do it. Because this day is about things that pleases God, not things that pleases us. May the Lord... Grant us his grace, beloved, to apply these things in our life for the glory of our God. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for your word. Thank you for instructing us by your holy word. Help us to heed all these things in our Christian life with a great sense of humility and apply them in our Christian walk with the help of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and respond to the preaching of the Word of God.